Hello everyone, it's time once again. You got questions and we got answers, sorta. It's Ask the Amigos Boat, your favorite. That's right. And we're going to kick things off with Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky. He All asks, right. what do you usually spend your Patreon money on? <laughs> That's and a great says, question. He says, not a trick question, no right or wrong answer. How you spend it is totally up to you. You've earned it. Thank you, Paul. Oh, that's nice of you. Listen, I'm glad that this question got asked. I'll be honest with you, and I'll tell you why. Because Boat knows. Um, over the years, what I've spent the money on has changed. And I will be completely honest when I say this. I'm going to be completely upfront. There were many times that we would get some money on Patreon that would literally pay for my gas to work or buy the family some food. I mean, that's a and boat knows I'm not lying when I say that because early on when we started the show, we were I was not in the best shape financially. Now things have gotten better over the years, but the Patreon money saved my hiney a few times. I mean, that's the truth. We weren't making a ton of money on Patreon, but just any little bit helped. Uh, nowadays, uh, I will say without hesitation that it gets spent almost entirely on equipment. Now, a lot of people will say, like, oh, yeah, sure it does. But I'm telling you, and Boat knows this too, uh, we always are trying to do better, you know, get better uh, stuff. And listen, we can't improve ourselves. So the best we can do <laughs> is actually buy better stuff. And including uh, Boat was just talking before the show about getting a new camera. I've gotten a new computer to reopen the arcade studio. Uh, so we could have, uh, so me and Brent can get back out there and do stuff. Uh, we've also bought, uh, gosh, how many hundreds of hundreds of dollars have we paid, spent on capture devices oh, over yeah. the years, and computer equipment, uh, and microphones uh, 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 of all sorts, and headphones, and uh, stuff like the Stream Deck, you know, stuff like that, which I've got sitting here. Uh, it's just a lot of money has been spent on uh, stuff to make the show better. Uh, and I know that's an old, uh, you hear it everywhere, but I can safely say, I doubt I doubt we've made a whole lot of money when you put how much we've spent versus what we've made. But, I, you know, I, I appreciate everyone who sends in their money. I don't want anyone to think they're getting, like, hosed. Uh, we absolutely put the money back in the show, both. Yeah, and trust me, if I could spend money to get a better internet connection, I 100% would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, Boat. Well, I mean, what are you going to do, though? Yeah, and hey, good times are coming, hopefully. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, we I know, I mean, prime example, uh, we we did the Amigathon where Boat's router exploded. You know, that was mm -hmm. straight up. It's it's wacky stuff like that, you know, or, or buying new cabling. It's crazy what you could spend money on. Uh, uh, on top of just the normal network stuff that you can spend it on. But uh, I want everyone to know that uh, uh, I definitely don't take your kindness lightly, and we appreciate everything everyone does for us. We absolutely do. Yeah, we do. Thank you guys so much. And we move on to Happy Coding. Happy Coding asks, was there any difference in popularity of different consoles, computers, and games between the northern and southern states of the U.S.? What do you think about that, Aaron? I don't think so, to be honest with you. Uh, I yeah, I, I would say that uh, the, in, in at least in terms of gaming, the United States, though we are a large country geographically, I think that there are very few differences in in trends in terms of of video gaming. I think that there's 
um, you know, everybody was is pretty much into the same stuff all the time. You know, we talk all about how, you know, the there were some people that had computers, but when they when you know when it comes to people my age, um, you know, the the NES was such a pivotal thing that it I mean it was a it was a a movement that was nationwide. And I mean, it, it took the country by storm. And ever since then, you know, people my age and younger by and large were console gamers until the PC became a force, you know, with games like Starcraft and the first person shooters and stuff like that. And then there was some splinterization in there, but, um, but it's not like down in Atlanta, you know, everybody had Amigas. Nobody had Amigas in the United States. Yeah, don't listen to Doug. I will say there's one thing that pops into my head, Bode, and that is, and this was a very brief time, but I, I I seem to remember hearing that there was a, a, the major, a, a large chunk of TIs were there in Texas, which would make sense. Yeah, that makes but, sense. That makes so sense. TI, I would say the TI and the TI-994A Texas Instrument Machines, that may have been one you would find uh, in more central located in Texas. You know, a lot of these places, like, for example, a lot of the consoles in the States, like the Atari consoles, they were all coming out of California. But I wouldn't say there's a disproportionate uh, amount in California versus like the East Coast because they were they had such impl- you know they everyone had them. So I think I w- it might be likely, and again, you can make these arguments with sort of the early eight bit computers more than anything else because they were a localized thing. I think that you probably saw a lot more Apple twos on the West Coast in because of their presence in schools and things like that, yeah. and because you know that that whole thing, um, but. You know, because all of the biggest, you know, the heaviest selling, uh, you know, video game units from 1986, 87 onward were all consoles coming out of Japan. It wasn't like there was, uh, you know, there weren't any sort of regional differences. There. Yeah, I'd, ha- I'd say you had to go all the way back to your very early kit computers and your mm-hmm. early apples to say, OK, yes, you had a larger percentage of these in California. After that, it blew up all over. Yeah, yeah. Good question, Happy Cody. Dave Velociraptor asks, which logo do you prefer, the Commodore or the Atari? I'll take this one first, Aaron. Mm -hmm. I think that not only is the Atari logo um, uh, uh, better than the Commodore, I I really believe that the Atari Fuji logo is one of the best logos for any product of all time. I just think it's a great-looking logo. I agree. I agree. I I give uh, in terms of logos, Atari's got the edge. I, I always like the uh, Fuji. I thought, don't get me wrong, the chicken chicken. For one thing, it's called the chicken lips. That right there is enough to t- go for Atari. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's no good. David Hearn writer asks if you had to wrestle King Kong Bundy, Big John Stud, or the Undertaker for the win, who would you pick? Well, <laughs> King, uh, probably of those three, I don't know. That's a tough choice. I w- it would not be John Studd. Uh, if, I don't know. You may not be familiar with him, Bo, but he was he feuded with Andre. He was about six foot eleven. He was a mm-hmm. big guy. Uh, King called Bundy would be the most fun to hang around with. I would probably pick him, even though he would probably could hurt me real bad. Uh, but I always liked Bundy as a, a character. He had a great look. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon. He kind of looked like he was melting all the time, right? He called Bundy. He used to call him the co- condominium with legs, which I agree <laughs> uh, with that uh, statement. <laughs> That's great. So, the Undertaker would probably be less likely to hurt you 
than the other two? I don't know. That's a tough choice. Uh, but I would go with the Bunster, King Kong Bundy. I've always been a big fan of the Bun. What would your What would your finishing move be? Get smashed by King Kong Bundy. I could. You could. I'm going to go in there and tell Bundy to put me over. Are you kidding me? It would be a squash match. He would get me in the corner, get me with the big Bundy avalanche, drop the big elbow. One, two, three. I did the job, brother. <laughs> Good question, David. Laurent asks a question for me. He says, "What minimal changes do you think would help you get into a 3D?" Case by case dungeon crawler. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, get out of the dungeon. You know, when I play video games, I want to inhabit the world that I'm playing in, and uh, inhabiting a world that is based on walls that all look exactly the same is about the least fun thing imaginable. So take me out of the dungeon and I can handle a dungeon crawler. You know, nothing about the frame by frame movement or the tedious combat or the utter pointlessness of the gameplay bothers me. But just take me out of the take me out of the dungeon and and, and I'll be a happy boy. You're gonna love Dungeons and Dagroth, bro. <laughs> we do that on the Coco <laughs> show. <laughs> uh Laurent also asks, have you tried Etrian Odyssey? on the DS or 3DS. Have you ever played Etrian Odyssey before, Aaron? Nope. I have not, but I just got a DS, uh, a DSi XL. Rushi sent me a, Fancy. a multi, a multi-cart for it. One of those SD oh, yeah. card things. So my kid have to try it. stolen, unfortunately. I, I used mm. to have one for his 3DS. Yeah, they're great. Mm. I'm going to try out Atrian Odyssey on that and I will report back. Overall. Beauty. Yeah. Pajaco6502 says, the end is here. It's the blank apocalypse. You're going down, taking as many of them with you as possible. Choose your destroyer. So it's the blank apocalypse, Aaron. What's taking us out? Um, Let's see. So I get to pick. It's sort of like that Ghostbusters. I think of something, and then that's what mm-hmm. will come to destroy me. I would go with, uh, uh, you know... Um, probably amazons i think i'd go down that road i mean if you're gonna go yeah. out you know you can enjoy beat, the scenery while you're getting taken getting out beat I the guess. death by a hottie i mean i can think of worse ways to go so i'm gonna go with that one boat that's tricky i don't know maybe i'd go with the uh the uh mid-70s em pinball machine apocalypse those things have legs. You they just can gallop over up your to your room and came up with that, didn't you? That's exactly <laughs> what it was. You looked. I will room. never reveal how I answer any of these questions. That's exactly. You looked across the room. You saw that pinball machine. <laughs> Listen, why couldn't you get a bunch of smooth '70s jazz musicians to kill you by via that? That that's not like something you can get into. <laughs> smooth that, '70s jazz can kill you by itself. You don't even trust me. I know. <laughs> David Hearn asks again, Galaga or Pac-Man? Galaga, duh. Yeah, Galaga. No question, Galaga. Batman asks, Atari 8-bit line or Commodore 64? What's your preference, my dear chums? Atari 8-bit line, brother. Yep, Atari 8-bit all the way. I grew up with the Atari. Now, don't get me wrong. I like the C64. I'm getting there, but hey. Atari. Uh, 64 has got a long road to hoe before it can be considered a proper Ooh, You grew up with Atari too, pal. Don't give me anything. Kit asks, if you could live in any other state, where would it be? I think the correct answer would be, you could live in any other state, period. No, because <laughs> it would be tough. If you I know, could... have you seen, I'm sure you've heard about this, how Jim Justice is trying to convince three western counties of maryland to join up with west virginia well, they petitioned him he was yeah just like, sure we'll do it 
yeah, I and love he it. said these words. He said, "You can live in paradise." <laughs> Listen, here's the funny thing about B. You know, here's the thing about West Virginia. Okay, you're always at the bottom of all the lists. We're always the worst. Everyone thinks it's a garbage. Okay, that's fine. I saw one the other day. We were on the we were uh, amongst the top twenty five unfriendliest states too, and that used to be our thing that we were super friendly. So living here. Yeah, it's got its issues, but you're all you're so beat down that you're almost like part of a club. <laughs> you know, it's like right. so it's it would be hard to leave the club. It's also so beautiful here because these poles and how bad we are. You don't think about that crap when you're walking through nature. I was at the park today, soaking in the sun, looking at the sky and the blue and the and the greenery and all the mountains. I'm like, man, it didn't get any better than this, you know. But all that said, if I was going to leave to move to another state. Uh, it would it would definitely be down south because we don't go any further north than this because it's too cold. I don't want to go to the deep south, so it would probably be something like uh, North or South Carolina boats, right where I'd end up hanging my hat, maybe on the coast down there. Okay, I would probably stay closer to home. I would probably, if I was forced to move, uh, I would probably go back. You know, either Louisville or Lexington. I think would be great, great yeah. places to live. Yeah, I've um, lived in both those towns. They were they were a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, so um, I feel like whenever I go down to to North Carolina, well, I don't know North Carolina, South Carolina, they're so big, but they're 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 mega mega popular these days. Everybody's moving down that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the weather's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, moving right along. Uh, Ben's asks. He says, over the last twelve months, I've noticed that my hair is much thinner. I can just about get away with it uh, just now, but the day is surely coming when drastic action will need to be taken. Should I go for a half-measure shorter cut now or just go straight to the shiny dome? How did you guys handle the inevitable retreat of the follicles? Man, this is, I'll let you go first. got to gather myself here. <laughs> well, you know, I um, for years and years, I mean, I started going bald really... Um, in college, I mean, I had a bald spot. So it was, I knew that I was not long for this world when it came to the old hair, but I sported what is affectionately known as the reverse mohawk for probably close to a decade. You had that on this show for, for yeah. a good while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I always pictured that my hair would sort of continue to fall out from the top down and I would end up with an attractive Picard like look. Um, but unfortunately, it didn't happen. Um, and, uh, one day I went to the barber and I just thought, boy, it would be nice to never have to go to the barber again. And I told him, I gave him the, I said, just take it all off. And, uh, I've never looked back and I've never been happier. I, in my opinion, Ben's, you should just go for the jugular, chop it all off and start living that bald brotherhood life, man. I'm going to get on a different path on this. And I'll tell you why I, my dad was bald. I used to mock him incessantly about his hair, his comb over. And I remember him telling me, it's going to happen to you, pal. And I was like, yeah, it'll <laughs> never happen to me. You know, I've got long, luscious, share-like hair. You know, I had long hair, bangs, yeah. Yeah. the whole nine yards. Probably people have heard this tale. Well, it did, did you Did you ever curl the bangs up? You know, uh, No, I never of, did. No. I never went for that. But uh, 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 I knew I was screwed uh, when I started in my in college. And I was like, okay, I'm starting to lose it. And 
I knew I was totally screwed when they I cut my hair coming out of there, and I was already had a receding hairline that had receded. It had retreated very, very far past the Mason Dixon line boat, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but I held on to my hair like grim death for. I mean, and I don't remember. It, did I have the ponytail on this show? I can't yeah. remember if I ever had. Did I have it on here? Well, I it, no, no, you didn't because remember. We started the show after you started working for the KSP, right. and you had to cut it off. That's right. I had a, I had a, I still had long hair for years, uh, sorta. It was just, it was a skullet. You had to get to go there, didn't you? It was a skullet. <laughs> it was long hair in the back, party in the back, no business in the front at all. It was completely gone. <laughs> and but I had it forever, you know. And I could still take my hair out of the ponytail and comb it down to feel like a, you could feel it in the breeze. And so I was like, mm-hmm. this is great. But uh, yeah, one day when I was starting a new job, I was just like, you know, I can't go to a police station or whatever with this raggedy looking crap. And by that time, the ponytail was looking pretty bad. And so finally, I, I literally cut my own ponytail off and I've got it in a bag. You know, it's in my scrapbook in here. I'll never forget. It was very depressing. I'm and, glad that uh, you kept it. That's what Dave asked in the chat. Do you have the ponytail in a box? I've got, I've got a box. With my, I've got a place in my ponytail, and I've also got a uh, a couple beards, real long beards that I cut off that I kept because they were at the time I'd cut them to go to funerals. That's why it's it's, mm. a, it's a stupid thing to do. I don't know why I do it, uh, but I would suggest to the whoever wrote that, Benz, uh, Benz, hold on to your hair as long as you can. I mean, even if it gets to the point where you're starting, people are starting to notice it, don't get rid of it because there's no turning back. Once you get, enter the bald brotherhood, you're a member for life, just like the NWO mm-hmm. boat. Yeah. And you know it. Uh, you ain't going back. And you can't grow your hair back and be like, hey, no one noticed. They're going to notice. <laughs> and you're still going to be bald. So hold on to it as long as you can. Uh, caress it. You know, wash it. Go out and, and swim with it. Go out in the breeze. Go to the ocean. Let it blow in your hair. Do it and then cut it after you've done all those things and join the brotherhood, my friend. We'll we'll take you on. Excellent. Ben's asked one more question. He said, now that you have both had time to immerse yourself in Mr. Goodness, what cores have been a pleasant surprise? <laughs> well, the, I will say the, the ZX Next, uh, real, I use that one early and often, uh, If to be honest with you. That one's great. Uh, so I would say that one's been good. And once I learned how to use the Atari 8-bit one, that one's been good. One thing I learned about these cores is a lot of them have crazy shortcuts that you've got to sort of memorize. Like mm-hmm. the C64 one's another one I've used a lot. Uh, uh, I've really, I, the, the only, I can say it's easier for me to talk about the ones that are disappointing than the ones that are great, because I've enjoyed almost all of them. The disappointing well, what, that was his next question. What are the disappointments? The 68,000 supports crap. It's no, they just gave up. I don't know what happened uh, on that one. And that seems like something to me. Here we are. We're, we're going through PlayStation. Now I talk about Saturn, but we can't get the 68,000. I find that odd. And I will say the arcade support, I find dubious. I uh, will say uh, at times, depending on which core you're using. Uh, but uh, man, the mystery has been nothing but good to me, Boat. Thank you for yeah. that, by the way. Um, I'd say the ZX next. Definitely. I wasn't even aware that that was going to be an option. Yeah, uh, so that's that's probably my biggest surprise, and uh, disappointment. Um, you know, I just haven't. I guess I haven't really explored the course. You, the, one of the advantages you have of doing a show like ARG is that you're yeah. bouncing around through things oh. like nobody's business. Oh man, so, you're right. But I have heard. Yeah, it is the the arcade course. Not the fact that I mean I haven't run into as many issues, but I haven't used it as much. But I just wish that there were more arcade cores. 
um, you know, it's hard to use the Mister for arcade stuff when Mame is so good. The the Mister is an, is great, right? But it's uh, uh, it's nice to it. I've got right, sitting right beside me a, a Raspberry Pi. All right. And the stuff that the Mister doesn't do or doesn't do well, the Raspberry Pi's got you covered. You need to right. play Dreamcast or or N sixty four or uh, or arcade Mame stuff. You got all that on there, and then you just go to the you go to the uh, Mister for the other stuff and your computer support stuff like that, and you got that covered. So they're yeah. a good one two punch, boat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason Warren says, "Is there something you're secretly good at, but you say you're not, so you don't have to do it?" Oh God, yes. I mean, it's not a secret to most people, but you know, I, I, there's a time in my life where I did a lot of computer work, boat, and mm-hmm. so uh, I'm I'm a good hand when it comes to like PC stuff. But if you let people know that, then you've they're, you're at their beck and call. So I've sort of let people forget that I ever did that, you mm-hmm. know. So I don't have to go and go to Uncle Bill's house or Aunt Frida or whatever and go and work on their computer stuff. Because that gets old real quick. And you don't want to say, I won't do it. I'll do it if they ask me. But most of the time, I, you know, I just kind of hang low. I don't have to fool with that stuff. So that's, that's also moving stuff. I don't tell people that. I mean, I'm not as strong as I used to be. But I used to be a big old lug. You're crazy to, strong, man. And so, I, well, I used to be. And But, I mean, people would always get me to, including you, I might add. Yeah. That's how I knew. Your, that's how I found out you were crazy strong. Well, it's funny. I, I saw that you had the anniversary of your pinball machine the other day. And I, mm-hmm. I had to laugh because I saw Hat Chad chimed in because we put that sucker in your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't do that much anymore because I'm. I, it's. It hurts <laughs> so yeah. it as much as I used to. So those are two things I would say. What about you? Um, no. When I'm good at something, I tell the world I'm good at it. <laughs> I like your philosophy. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> um, Dave Velociraptor asks, can you beatbox? You know, I never, you know, Hose is good at that. Did mm. you know that? No. I would not have pegged beatbox. him as a beatboxer. I can't, I can't do it. No, I, I mean, I've tried and it didn't go well. I think most people think that they're great at beatboxing, um, but most people are not. No. You know, when the, remember that awesome cartoon, Doug? No, I, I mean, I remember the cartoon, but it was not awesome. It was crap. it was awesome. There was a beatbox part of the theme, and yeah. when I would beatbox along with it before, you know, I would think, man, they're going to hire me one day to do whatever Doug is when I'm a grown up. And I'm going to be awesome at it. And then I realized that everybody can go. And that is that is not real beatboxing. You know, it's funny. I was just it's uh, the timing of this is hilarious because just last night I was sitting around and I was watching thinking, Doug. I always thought, I started thinking about Michael Winslow. Do you remember him? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's now he that, that's talent. Voice, that's crazy voice yeah. machine. He does. And he, did, he was in the police academy movies. He was in Spaceballs. There's a great bit on one of these late night shows where he sings Zeppelin. Have you seen that where he does the guitar and sings? It's like, been a long time, but I have seen unbelievable, that. Unbelievable, yeah. this guy. He, he, that, that, yeah, that is real talent. Do you know, he yeah. was on America's Got Talent a couple years ago. He made it to like the semifinals. How, how did he, why was he there? He's clearly <laughs> yeah. got talent. He's the <laughs> only guy. So him and Bobby McFerrin and some of the old beatbox guys from the 80s are the only ones that did that as a career. That's it. Right. They're like four guys. I, I kind of looped them all in with the guy that talked really fast. Remember Remember that guy? He was on oh yeah, the micro machine guy. Talker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't see guys like that around anymore. You don't. It's because that's stupid. That's why <laughs> no one knew what the hell he was saying. Was, blah, blah, blah. 
Flack has got three rapid fire questions. He says, what was the first vinyl album you ever owned? Well, it, the earliest one I remember was, it's tough. It's one of three. It was either a, a, a KTEL album of greatest mm-hmm. hits, the Grease double album, right? And then I had a bunch of these, uh, like, uh, 45s that had nursery rhymes and stuff on them. So it'd be one of those. I had uh, a box of records growing up, and I remember three. Uh, there was uh, the Mickey Mouse Club, like singers from the Mickey Mouse Club, the original Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. Uh, the Batman soundtrack, the Adam West Batman soundtrack. Oh, wow. Which yeah. was great. Yeah. Uh, it had, it was basically all of those instrumentals from the show mixed in with like little clips from Batman and Robin. And, um, the third one was around the world with the chipmunks. So those oh, are the, those God, are the three that I remember. I liked it when I was a kid, but now I'm not so much. Yeah, not so good. I mean, I can remember tons of albums, but you're asked about the first one. So, but yeah, I used to have a yeah. ton of 45s. The, those were the one. Those were the three I remember. The first album that I ever bought, of course, when I was buying stuff, vinyl was out, and it wasn't until I was in college. And well, I bought a bunch of records at uh, second time around over there by the old movie theater because they were cheap. You know, you could get records for nothing, and that's how I discovered a bunch of stuff. But um, yeah. The first one, the first new vinyl that I bought was Siamese Dream by Smashing Pumpkins when they when they started re-releasing those. You know, it's funny. I never bought vinyl. I was just sitting here thinking. Like, I was trying to think, man, did I ever buy any records? I can think of two times I bought records ever. Mm-hmm. I bought, I was at a arcade, I mean, a, arcade, a, a wrestling mini convention, and I bought a 45 off of Larry Zabisco that he signed of him singing really? this song. I didn't heard it. And the other one is, I, for Christmas, I bought Hose. I was at a, a store at the Hillbilly Flea Market, of all places, and they had a record store there. And they've got this crazy old guy from like the sixties that works. So he's like, "Yeah, man, you know, blah blah." blah. And I bought this the original soundtrack to Americathon as a mm. Christmas gift for him a couple <laughs> years ago. So I think that's the only two albums I've ever bought on vinyl. Mm. Uh, Flack also asked, "What was your favorite Halloween costume as a kid?" I had one where I dressed like a bum. It had a bum mask. So probably that one. I, the costumes were all crap when I was a kid. I didn't like any of them. Now, you got to remember, we've got a, an international audience, and bum means something different. Okay, in hobo. Hobo. <laughs> yeah, I dressed like a large human butt. <laughs> That's what, and still do. Waka waka. No, it was, it was a hobo outfit, but... Um, my mom made me a Batman costume right after the release of the, uh, the Michael Keaton film. <laughs> And uh, it was it was something. It was something. This was uh, the the mask did not that. allow me to see out of the mask, so I stumbled. <laughs> Just stumbled like the real around. Batman. Yeah, <laughs> but I loved it. It was great. Thanks, oh, mom. Oh man, that's good stuff. Oh, and man. finally, what is or was your favorite Halloween candy? Oh, man, well, I For like me. The, I like the candy oh. corn an awful lot. Uh, I yeah. if we're just talking about like what is a candy, I don't really eat a lot of candy. Not and um, but when I but like I always eat candy corn around Halloween. I'll get myself a, a bag of candy corn. Yeah, a lot of people hate that stuff too. By the way, you know, yeah, I think I, it's I, good. I, you know, it's, it's it reminds me of uh, of Halloween. But I mean, there's mm-hmm. are there better candies in the bag? Oh God, yes. But I yeah. mean, 
that's the holiday specific candy. Right. Um, let's see. Moving on down the line. Mitsuyama asks, who is the all-time greatest Sesame Street Muppet? You know, I probably would go with Kermit. Uh, I, I, I like strong choice. Monster. I liked Bert and Ernie. I liked uh, Mr. Stuff Love against a big bird. But Kermit made the jump. And so few Grovers like I liked. But I mean, and I liked Grover a lot. But Kermit made the big leap. He got off the streets, brother, and got in the theater. And I always, and there's a reason for that because he's a likable character. Did you like him on the show? He did a bunch of crazy stuff on Sesame Street. Then he did crazy stuff on the Muppet Show. So I would say Kermit, boat. Yeah. This were, uh, I was going to answer a whole bunch of ones, then I then I saw it was specifically only Sesame Street Muppets, right, so that right. that narrows the field. I'd have to go with Bert. I think Bert just cracks me up because Ernie is always needling him, and I just I love his expressions. My dad always reminded me of Bert. I don't know what it was. It, you know, Bert had that all those striped clothes. Mm-hmm. My dad used to have some of those back in the, in the seventies, and so there's also that. But yeah, but mm-hmm. I was like Dad's Ernie. I would just drive him bananas. I think, mm-hmm. and now my son makes me the Bert. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, let's see. Lobsterminator asks, "What are your favorite implements of war? Anything from trebuchets to some fighter jet? What do you find coolest or most interesting?" You know, I, I watch a lot of those World War II, like, hidden secrets of the war. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've always found intriguing is, is when they've got these massive guns mounted on the backs of trains. Oh. You know what I'm saying? The Germans, did that, that was one of their babies. They'd pull it, they'd get, they'd build tracks and have these things go into tunnels and crap, and it was time. And the thing is, they were absolutely worthless. But they were just, like, <laughs> huge guns that were mm-hmm. mounted on these trains. And they'd shoot them across the straits and stuff. I always thought that was such a wacky thing. So I'm going to go with big, huge guns mounted on trains. That's that's good. That's good. I'm going to go with the real early tanks. You know, back in the early days of tanks, nobody would really figured them out yet. Those geeky-looking tanks? Yeah, yeah. And they were just like, well, let's try this one. And then and the, you got all kinds of varieties. So I'd say, like, the, the yeah. I, I, those are probably World War One era, too. Yeah, yeah, those early tanks. Those are as wacky as an uh, instrument of death could be. There's little, yeah. I, I like the single-person versions. They're, like, kind of rounded. <laughs> and it looks like something that uh, clowns would come out of, but you're going right. to have to kill guys. Yeah, I agree. Those are good, too. Um, Christian Russell asks, which one of you is the more convincing liar? Well, it's clearly boat. Yeah, yeah. Now, which one of there's us no, is lying? There's no doubt about it. <laughs> you see what I did? This there? is like the scene from the Princess Bride. I've never lied. I don't ever lie. I'm 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 a straight shooter, brother. Yeah. You know, and that. I don't even I don't even know if I'm telling the truth or not. No. So, uh, Lord Soup asks a question for Amigo Aaron. All right. He says, "Boat bought you a Mister. Does yeah. this mean Boat is now officially awesome?" It, well, Bo was awesome before that. Uh, Bo's <laughs> bought me a bunch of cool stuff uh, over the years. And the Mister, but I'll say the Mister is awful, awful, awful good. I really do like the, uh, you know, uh, the cigar box joystick, too. Just because that was, I didn't see that one coming, uh, and it was so nice. So I was, I'm was, i a real big fan of that one. Bo also bought me the uh, Atari uh, XEGS, which was, that was awful nice of you, Bo. And I've gotten a lot of use out of that, too, over the years. Uh, so yeah, Boat's a very generous guy. He's he's also very patient. <laughs> so no. thank you, Boat. 
Pajaco6502 asks, do you still own or have you rebought any non-retro gaming toys from your childhood and what are they? You can see some right back there. Uh, I've got my 2XL up there that I always wanted but could never afford. Uh, uh, I didn't even ask my parents for because I knew it was expensive, but I always wanted one of those. My big tracks is up there that I used to own when I was a kid. So those are two toys right there. Um, uh, Dark Towers are right here somewhere. That's another game I used to own when I was a kid. My Odyssey sitting over here. I owned that when I was a kid. So I've, I've got a lot of the stuff that I grew up with. I was pretty good with my toys. And I wasn't a huge toy guy, you know, uh, back in the day. Once computers came around, I was like, the heck with these action figures and crap. I don't care about that anymore. I want the good stuff. Yeah, I've got um, stuff from when I was real little in my parents' house. Like, you know, the Fisher-Price little people. Those little guys. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I hear a lot about those guys. I never got into those, but I've heard, I know people love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've got uh, an old uh, Bronco, Ford Bronco. It's over here on the shelf uh, next to me that uh, I had growing up. And then some stuffed animals. But by and large, uh, most of my stuff was sold at a yard sale over the years. Oh, <laughs> that was, yeah. That's you know how that goes. You made up for it, though. You got cool new stuff. Listen, I've got enough stuff to last me. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. I'm, I feel the same way. David Hearn, writer, asks, Back in the day, when did you switch over from the Amiga to the PC, and what was the reason? And he says, I had a CD32 with Microcosm, while my PC buddies had Wing Commander, and yeah. I knew it was time. <laughs> you know, you know, Brent says that's his all-time least favorite game we've ever played. It physically hurt him to play, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know... I know Boat can't answer this because he never had an Amiga back in the day, nope. but I did. And I can tell you, I know exactly when it was. It was in uh, 93. I had just moved to uh, to uh, Lexington, and I had my Amiga 1200. I had the hard drive. I had a nice setup, Boat. But I could see the writing on the wall because the same thing had happened with the Coco. You know, suddenly the, there's no Coco stuff. There's no one talking about the Coco. The magazines start going away. Uh, and you're like, well, I see the writing on the wall. So we sold all the Coco stuff back and in to get the Tandy TL. The Amiga was the same thing. I watched with uh, more than a little interest as as Commodore fell apart. Uh, they were gutted. Their the remnants sold off. And I thought to myself, it's '93 now in the in America, mind you. And I was like, this thing's not going to be a viable uh, a viable computer within the next two years. It's going to be mm-hmm. completely gone. And so I sold. Uh, my 1200, which was stacked. I love that thing. But just like the Coco, I had to be realistic. I couldn't afford the luxury of keeping it and having something else. And I ended up selling it and bought a, uh, a PC that had a, uh, it was a 386 motherboard with a Cirrus 46 chip and a 386 socket. And, that, and I remember it, they delivered it to my apartment complex in Saddlebrook in Lexington, Kentucky when I wasn't home. And I'm lucky my neighbor went out and grabbed it and stuck it in her house, in her apartment because they would have gotten stolen. It was not the best mm. apartment complex. Mm. And I remember bringing it home, setting it up. Uh, and I was now a, a full-time PC guy again. Uh, and it was, uh, it was a bittersweet day, I can tell you. Mm. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Lord Soup says the aliens are coming for our hot and awesome Earth chicks with their evil armada. What ship from a, scroll, a scrolling shoot 'em up are you flying out to defend our ladies from the space alien hordes? You can choose it from any for any reason: firepower, looks, special abilities. He says I'm grabbing the top cost ship from X out with all the best guns. Maybe you guys would choose the eponymous fighter from R type or the crazy blammo power of the ship from Hybris. Not me. I would go with the. 
awesome decked out ship that you could put together in Alcon. That mm. thing's awesome. It's got heat seeking missiles. It's got side shields. It's got all kinds of crazy stuff. Tons and tons of parts that you could get blown off to keep going. Uh, I would definitely go with the old Alcon or Slap Fight, if you will. But that's I always like that ship. I would go with the uh, the robot witch ship from Harmful Park for the PlayStation. You can push a button and it will turn into there. There's hands that will throw pies, and if there's nothing that aliens hate, it's pie. You're gonna go out in a blaze of stupid. <laughs> Buck Owens asks if you had a vision of the location of a missing child, would you contact the police? Would you investigate on your own, or would you blow it off? I would contact the police, which is easy for me. I would just make a call and be like, listen, I had a vision of a missing child. Because if I had a strong vision like that, which would be, un- would be unusual for me, I would definitely contact somebody because clearly I was on a wavelength or something was happening. Some conversations from the dark side style crap was going on. It depends. For me, if it was a place that I knew about, like if I had a vision of... Um, you know, of a missing child and they were over there by like the, uh, where they parked the school buses over by the high school, then I would go over there and check it out. But otherwise I would be scared to alert the authorities because I would be afraid they'd find the missing child dead and then suspicion would fall on me. See, this is, this is what's wrong with modern day right there. The fact that you would say that, and you're not wrong. You'd be the number one suspect, but still Mm -hmm. they've, they've no room left for the good, uh, handy, always correct medium that that gets these or the <laughs> conduit for uh, right. of these sorts of dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Um Jonah asks, most kids have no interest in old crap. At what age did you start to look backwards at tech rather than forwards? It's not that long ago, if you want the honest truth. I and me and my friends were always looking for the next great, especially when it comes to personal computers, for example. Like, we were always looking for the next... We wanted to move forward, not backward, you know? Really, for me, uh, in terms of computers, it would have probably been up on Mud Mountain, where I just happened to have a box with my Amiga in it that I'd repurchased at some point. And I was like, you know, I could set that up and play those cool old games. And that was sort of what did it, because I never really was a big... I played a lot of retro arcade stuff, but not really, like, home computer stuff. And so that's sort of what got the juices flowing, in terms of like your old toys or, or stuff like that, I don't know if I I never really. I mean, they were up in an attic or something. I never I never really went out and tried to get them. You know, it, it was never something I tried to do. But as I've gotten older, I, I've never been that nostalgic either. But if there's certain stuff I want, I'll go get it. But there's not a ton of stuff. And in, in in some ways, I haven't changed that much. But there are a few differences. But yeah, it would have been, I'd say, probably 2003 or so when it when I got the bug, Boat. What about you? Wow. Yeah, I, I was much earlier. When I was in high school, of course, I was hanging out with the Lilies and your brother. And the Lilies had a Mac Plus set up in their basement. And I was like, man, here's this old computer. This thing looks awesome. And, uh, and I was like, man, I wonder if I could get an old computer. And then I was like, I have an old computer. It's the old Atari. I forgot about this thing. That's and uh, around, around the same time, uh, the band director was cleaning out the band room, and there was a Franklin Ace in there and a Commodore 64. Who knows why these computers were in the band room? And he's <laughs> like, you want these old computers? And I was like, yeah. And then before you knew it, bam, I was into retro stuff. 
There you go. There you yeah. go. I like it. Uh, did you ever figure out why there was a computer in there? No. And I never found out what happened to those. I think those computers were both sold at a yard sale. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Super Tech Boy asks, what was your, and this is a question, I guess it's a question for both of us. What was your favorite Patreon song slash performance? None of them uh, have been very good. Uh, they've all been painful. I usually like it when they get the full band because at least there's a band there, uh, but with the with the bad singing. Uh, I will say I, I, when I made that video for last year's show, I the, I really liked your attempt at singing the the uh, Spice Girls song where you just completely fell apart <laughs> was a real good one because uh, it was just you. That's sucked. when I showed off my dance moves too. You sucked so bad. I also liked when you did uh, uh, the Lola. Uh, tribute with the guitar. You know, you don't do that much anymore with the guitar, like live. Like you used to do that quite a yeah. bit. Well, so back was, in the day when there were only twenty names, it was a lot easier to handle. Yeah, that, that was live, pretty. So. That was a pretty fun one as well. Uh, I like that one. So th those two uh, uh, come out to my head. I did like them when we did uh, when we sang uh, the, the uh, West Virginia. You know, take country roads. That was fun too. Uh, that, especially since that happened after the show, I always liked right. that. I, I thought that was a kind of sweet moment. I, I'm a real stupid guy, but I thought that was cute. So I would say those three are at the top of my list. Um, for me, I like the uh, when I pulled out the penny whistle and did the Titanic theme. Yeah, that was different. I, I thought I, I thought that was that fun. One. Yeah. Um, the very first full Patreon band song we did with, uh, and it was the tear. It was a, what song was it? Pix did a great job with the video editing. He was laying in bed. He was looking out the window. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I remember yeah. that video where he was looking. I can't remember what song it was. Yeah, that but was it was great. great. Yeah, that was, was great. Good. Yeah. So yeah, those are my two favorites. Yeah. Don't dream it's over. Thank you, Pix. Um, yes, that was good. Retro Jerry says, "You live in West Virginia. I live in New Mexico. States yeah. ranked forty seventh and forty eighth in the U.S. Why do we live in these states? How bad must Mississippi forty nine and Louisiana fifty be? They're they're well they're they're like our state, but lots hotter and wetter. <laughs> uh, but then again, so, so New Mexico. Now think about it. Um, they're you know." I'll, I'm going to tell a quick story. When I was younger, my number one goal was to get the hell out of West Virginia. I mean, get out of here. Go mm -hmm. anywhere. I was going to Vegas. I went to Kentucky. I went anywhere. I was like, I got to go. And then ultimately, through no fault of my own, I ended up back here. Uh, it just, things, jobs went away, bad luck, what have you. And I learned a, an important lesson. And the lesson was, throw out all these polls, all this crap, <clears throat> you know, the place you live is going to be as good or as bad as you make it. And the place you live is going to be as fun or as boring as you make it. And the people there are going to be as horrible or as good as, as you make them and who you associate with. And when I made this amazing discovery, uh, I have not worried too much about it. Now, occasionally things will piss me off. The polluted water situation that from a few years back when they polluted the river was horrible. The mountaintop removal stuff have always irritated me. It makes you want to go. When our government does something really dumb and it makes me embarrassed to live here, that makes me want to go. Uh, but uh, aside from that, generally, I like being here just because I, it's, it's nice. And in my little world, 
it's quite uh, like a paradise because it's so beautiful and uh, the people are so friendly and uh, that's it. That's me. Yep. I agree with you 100%. 100%. There you go. Laurent says, I have made it one of my life's goals to create a th- Amiga 3D step-by-step dungeon crawler that John can genu- genuinely enjoy. Laurent is not letting this go. <laughs> when I finally managed a free time to work on it, will you be willing to be my official guinea pig playtesters? Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, Laurent, yes. You you make it, we'll play it, buddy. Listen, like I've said, on my, on, it's on my shirt. I've played Top Banana, so there's nothing you... You're going to be hard-pressed to make something I'm going to absolutely hate more than that. And Boat, I can't speak for Boat, but Boat's played a lot of bad games. So I think even... And he's played a lot of Dungeon Crawlers, so it would have to be the dirt worst for Boat not to and get I, through I, it. I look forward to playing your game, Laurent. Absolutely. Yeah. Boat's absolutely. not going to bury you, Laurent. We love you. Yeah. And that's going to do it for this month's Ask the Amigos. As always, if you're a member of our Discord community, you can uh, ask us a question uh, on the Ask the Amigos channel, and we will answer it on the next edition. So thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Until then, adios. Did you see that fancy wipe it just did? I did. That surprised me. Look at that. Super fancy, eh? Hey, thanks hey. for hanging out with us. We know this yeah. is late for those of you uh, across the pond. Man, so, this is uh, this is a ton of people in here today. I could, I think this is means we have for the show. I couldn't believe. Yeah. It. Thanks everybody for hanging. Uh, maybe next. Hey, time it's time to raid. <laughs> here we go. Uh, who should we raid? Somebody, t- give me a, give me a thing. Thanks, you, Sammy and Dave. Uh, uh, picks. Uh, L. Curtis Boyle, thank you so much. Hey, oh gosh, yeah, thanks, guys. Curtis, uh, uh, hey, R.H., thank you. Boats, uh, uh, Apple T-shirts, not my bag, but he likes them. Thank you very much, guys. Did you find somebody boat to? No, I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on a clue from the audience here. Who should we raid? Who's a good? Yeah. Thank you, Paco. Good night, Brock. Good night, Brock. Is Amiga live? They're always a good choice. No, they're not. uh, They're they're not. They're not going. Consult my list, boat. Oh yeah, we'll do. Ash said hi. Oh yeah, great choice. Bam. Adios, muchachos. We appreciate your kind attention. We will see you Friday evening. Did I screw up? I think I screwed up. Started again, again, boat. Yeah, God. we'll see you right now. Then we'll see <laughs> Bye. And we're out. We're out, brother. All right. Yep. Good choice, by the way. We owe her solid anyway, so. That's right. There are 20 people, but I'm sure that's an insult to her, but we'll do it, by God. Hey, uh, uh, wow, we had a, I was stunned at the amount of people yeah. we had in here this late. I'm going to look at the numbers real quick. What'd you think about that? You feel good about those? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I'm the real glad. Show was a little shaky, but the rest of them were pretty good. 
You always say that. Why do you always say that about my show? No, it wasn't your fault. It was my fault. I because I, I got the freaking show number wrong and all that other crap. I was that was. Oh, me. listen, that that means nothing. Don't worry about that. Well, I don't like to look dumb. <laughs> That's a joke, of course, but I, I don't. But I'm nobody gonna... will know because nobody, nobody. It's not like yeah, people are gonna be like, "Oh man, version, was it ARG presents?" We're gonna have to check it out. No, well, I know, Bo. But listen, we all have our hangups. All right, uh, let's see how we did here. Uh, we were on for it's got three hours, but holy yeah. smokes, 198 live views, boat. That's good. Two followers of subscribe. Uh, man, these are great numbers, real good numbers, uh, boat. We did that's that's excellent, man. That's excellent to see. Uh, cool. We outpaced uh, all but the amigos, and we actually outpaced them in a few areas. So that's not bad. Who'd have thunk it, eh? Yeah, I'm that's glad it. we got Ask the Amigos out of the way. Now we don't have to worry oh, about dude. that. So Yeah, I, listen, I appreciate your patience and your uh, letting me get away with that. Uh, I would like to come in here and bang out Amigos uh, uh, on time, hopefully, on Friday, because I'm going to take a look over this thing downtown. It starts at 6. It's, it goes till 8, so I'm not going to rush out the door or anything. But if we can knock it out, we, I would, that would be good. Well, I mean, me. we'll probably – we we we. We never do Amigos in less than an hour, so we'll have to cut oh, stuff out of the show. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to say we have to do it quicker, but, I mean, if I get down there by, like, 7, I'll be good to go. We okay. usually get Yeah, I mean, I'll be ready to go. I'll be ready to go at 4.30. Yeah, we'll so. just, yeah, we'll just, we, we'll just uh, uh, kick it in. Uh, you know, I'm trying to get some Halloween stuff going and get the kid active out there. He's just been a little lethargic here recently. with the And with the jiu-jitsu shutting down, that's brutal. That's been a brutal yeah. blow. Yeah, yeah. All right, I will. These aren't due anytime soon, are they? I'll probably do them next weekend. I'll get on all of them. Yeah, yeah. As long as we need to release our Sinclair on, let's see. Uh, actually, we can put that out on um, October eighth. Okay. All right. Yeah. So Sounds we got good. time. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, well done, sir. I appreciate you. You too. Have I a good night, man. Uh, okay, you too, man. Bye bye. Bye bye.